Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. So today I'm beginning a new series that I'm calling Principles for Transformation. I posted a video called The Process of Transformation where I look at some of these same ideas. And I also posted a video today, I believe, called Understanding Habits, Triggers, and Problem Behavior for those of you that are trying to make some changes. So on Spotify, you can view these as videos. On the other platforms, you probably just get the audio, but these are also available on my YouTube channel. So what we're going to talk about today is understanding what transformation is, a little bit of explanation on how we are organized as body, soul, and spirit, the way that God created us, looking at how we're transformed, and then I always end with some other related resources and a prayer of blessing. When we talk about transformation, we're not just talking about adding information or Bible knowledge to our brains. That's more of an intellectual process, and it doesn't necessarily lead to transformation. We can be the same at age 70 as we were at age 25 if all we've done is added Bible knowledge without allowing the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to change us. So that's a lot of what we're going to be looking at in the coming weeks. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, that believers can be transformed from glory to glory. So I find it's really useful if we understand that we are designed body, soul, and spirit by God. And then it's I think it's easier to cooperate in the process of transformation when we understand these dimensions. I get a lot of clients in my office who come in wanting some kind of change, frustrated that something in their life is stuck. And sometimes they're working on the wrong dimension. So I'm all for reading the Bible. I'm all for uh, daily Bible time, Bible study, participating in a fellowship of believers. But sometimes the issues are soul issues. And so working on our spirits won't necessarily dislodge a soul issue. And if we have a medical issue... God can heal anything, but sometimes we have to work on the physical issue. I like to use the example of losing weight. Many people put on weight over the holidays. I like to call it my holiday construction project, where I tend to put on a little bit of weight because I've eaten some things that I usually stay away from. And I can pray that God removes the weight, and he might, but most of the time I have to change my diet and exercise. So I have to address the physical issues, the physical dimensions of my being. And just quoting verses about discipline is <laughs> doesn't usually change the situation. So that's just a, a little bit of an idea about how it is important to understand body, soul, and spirit. 
And transformation is a process, and the Bible has a lot to say about it. So let's start with what is transformation. If you watch any shows where they change how a person dresses or they change their makeup or their hair, they might call it a transformation. But really, that's just changing what's going on on the outside of a person. In transformation, the way the Bible uses the word, it's changes that start from the inside. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 from the Amplified. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image, in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another, For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So you can see that there is a change. We're transfigured from glory to glory to be more like Jesus. We still have our own personality, but we are changed. It's metamorphosis, just like a caterpillar. That's the same word. Changes through a process from being something that looks like a worm to something beautiful like a butterfly something that's admired for its beauty. So we can be changed and have the beauty, the glory of the Lord transfiguring us and making us more like Christ and really making us who God intended us to be, not dominated by pain that we've been through or personality flaws. So if we look at the dimensions of a human being, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 describes how God has constructed us, has designed us. This time I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Verse 24. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. We see from that verse the way that God designed us. And I just want to give you a brief explanation of the difference between spirit, soul, and body. So our spirit is the part of us that's created to have communion with God. And according to the Bible, that our spirits are really dead until we receive Jesus as our Savior. I take that from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, and from Colossians 2, 13, that our spirits are are dead until we are made alive in Christ. If you're not sure if you've ever invited Jesus to be your Savior, that's where you need to start in order to be able to cooperate in this process of transformation. So that's the Spirit. And when our spirits are alive, we have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. And we become new creations. 2 Corinthians 5.17, back in the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old Previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. 
I also think Romans 7.22 in the Amplified is interesting here. For I endorse and delight in the law of God in my inmost self with my new nature. So we need a new nature in order to be transformed. It starts with receiving Jesus as our Savior. And then the Holy Spirit begins that process of allowing us to be in communion with God, our alive spirit that's all lit up with the Holy Spirit, being able to receive from God himself. So that's a little bit about the spirit. Now the soul is the seat of personality. It's the mind, the will, and the emotions. So our intellectual abilities, our ability to choose, our emotions, the things that make us a distinct personality, that is the soul. So the soul, to the degree that we release things to the Lord, to the degree that we allow his Holy Spirit to energize us, and as we yield the things in our soul that maybe want to have its own way, as we yield, then our souls can become sanctified. So it's our spirits are automatically energized by the Holy Spirit. But that yielding of the soul, our wills, the way we think, the way we react, that is a process. That's called the process of sanctification. That's why it talks about being yielded. That's in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, that we yield ourselves, that we obey, that that is a choice. And so there are things that only God can do for us. Only the Holy Spirit can turn our spirits on to be able to receive truth and light through Jesus Christ and begin to understand the word of God and understand the mind of Christ. That only comes through that new birth, becoming a new creation. But we have a choice how much we cooperate with the process that the Holy Spirit will continue to invite us into. Maturity is not automatic. Emotional maturity isn't automatic. Neither is spiritual maturity. We have a part in that. I tell people sometimes a normal child is born and will grow up and mature and become an adult. And as long as they get enough to eat, they will physically mature. But spiritual maturity and emotional maturity aren't automatic. Those are things we have to make conscious choices about. And the word for soul in the New Testament is the word that is used for psychology. So that probably makes sense to you. It's connected to personality. And then spirit, soul, and body. Obviously, the body is our physical being, where our spirit is housed, where our personality is housed. So we're supposed to take care of our bodies, but we're not supposed to live out of the appetites of our bodies or live out of the tendencies in our soul, our emotions, or our intellect, depending on how your personality is wired, that ideally we are energized and directed by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, the imbalances in our own personality, that's going to dominate. Or any addictive tendencies you have are going to dominate. Human beings are complex. And it's very useful, I think, if we understand all these dimensions so that we can kind of be aware of God can heal anything. 
God can change anything. But most of the time, we're going to need to nurture our spirits and then address the needs of the body and the soul. I looked up some commentaries on 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in this idea of transformation. And I liked what Ellicott had to say, that it's God who makes us holy and it's God who enables us to be in proper relationship, body, soul, and spirit. Again, so that we're not controlled by our emotions, we're not controlled by cold logic or intellect, that spiritual life cannot be understood by the natural man, by our natural mental abilities. And that if we're just controlled by our wills, our determination, that that becomes more of religious pride or self-will. And again, if our Christian life is lived out of our will, that is a function of the soul. But if our spiritual life is directed by the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit enables us to develop self-discipline, which will enable us to make better choices. But if you're gritting your teeth to change something, it's possible that you might be trying to do it out of self-will, out of the soul. It's not that simple, but it's a thought. So how are we transformed? Well, I just read some thoughts from Ellicott and 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the God of peace, and we learned in one of the other podcasts about God is our peace, that peace is wholeness, that God makes us whole, that God enables us to be holy. So God's part is he provides us with the Holy Spirit. Jesus died on the cross to purchase our healing and our wholeness. But we have a daily choice whether or not to yield to the Holy Spirit. I've probably quoted before that God helps us transform through the Spirit of God, the Word of God, and the people of God. That's from the work of Dr. Larry Crabb. So if we're not daily in the Word of God, daily yielding to the Spirit of God, or having regular community with the people of God, where there are people we trust who can tell us the truth, we're going to end up in some kind of error or deception. We can deceive ourselves into thinking we're, we're doing everything right, and none of us can do that. We'll get into that in future podcasts, but our hearts can deceive us. So we need to cultivate our relationship each day. In 1 Timothy 4.7, we're told to discipline ourselves for the purpose of righteousness. And I mentioned before that a fruit of the Spirit is self-discipline. I don't like to talk a ton about self-discipline because so many of the people I work with are overly concerned about discipline and unaware of the role of the yielding and resting in the Holy Spirit for some of this transformation to occur or being in tune with soul issues that are blocking their progress. But we are told to discipline ourselves. And by discipline, you can find a lot of books on Christian disciplines. But those are the idea of daily prayer. Biblical meditation is chewing on the Word of God. It's not emptying our minds. It's filling our minds and chewing on, savoring His Word. Bible reading, uh, fasting, you don't hear much about that. 
and people do intermittent fasting to get health results and to lose weight, but uh, biblical fasting is for spiritual purposes, and you can see that in Isaiah 58. But I caution people, don't fast without talking to your doctor. People do a lot of dangerous things to fast that aren't wise, and you don't want to compromise your physical well-being because you think you're accomplishing something spiritual. Everything has to be in balance, and we need to use wisdom. So in my next podcast, I'm going to look more at the psychological aspects connected to transformation, ways that we get stuck spiritually, relationally, personality-wise. We'll be looking more at motivations and issues of the heart. So here at the end, I always like to share some resources that correspond to the topics from today, and then I end with a blessing. So in terms of other things here on my podcast, my first three podcasts back in 2021 looked at how to deepen your spiritual life, how to meditate on the word, how to rest, what spiritual rest means. Also, I mentioned recently I posted a couple of videos here on Spotify. You can view them as videos. Otherwise, if you want to have the video portion, you can also look at YouTube. The Process of Transformation, which I did with my brother, and Understanding Habits, Triggers, and Problem Behavior. Again, those are on my YouTube channel, and they're here with my podcast, but you have to be using Spotify to see the video component. On YouTube, you can also watch Harnessing the Power of the Spirit in Developing Your Spiritual Life or Strengthening Your Spirit. You can find my books on Amazon. I also have a book called Suffering, Insights into Faith. It's sort of a devotional book, and you can request a free digital copy. If you go to my website and fill out the contact form, I will send you a free digital copy to your email. So let me pray a blessing for you. This is from 2 Corinthians 3.18. Lord, I pray for us that we would behold you that as we open your word, as we spend time communing with you, we will see you more clearly. We'll sense your presence. We'll see changes over time. And we will just be filled with the peace and be more motivated to yield to your gentle Holy Spirit. Bless this listener as they continue to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening, and if this helped you, share it with a friend.